10 claps 10 claps <laughs> round of applause that sounds better than 10 claps round of applause for that actually going i'm keeping on um so this episode i thought i would throw you know dig is the better word dig a little deeper into my personality and and who i am <laughs> and that includes my overthinking my social anxiety which all adds together to be my awkwardness that i have you know grown to love <laughs> so i'm actually introducing a new segment today and it's called danny's awkward stories of the day so i hope you enjoy that so yeah Dana's awkward story of the day. So this is a segment that I'm excited to add because I have a lot of awkward stories, guys. If asks anybody who knows me, they can tell you at least one, two, maybe three stories. Um, and maybe not each episode, but every now and then I'll include a story just you know to encourage other awkward girls out there that you know I feel you. I'm out here <laughs> every day something may happen so here's my awkward story so this took place in april of last year last year being 2019 no oh my gosh yes because we're in 2020 that's crazy anyway so um i took part in this little dance competition um for an organization on campus i remember that dance competition was shimmy like a new dress yes it was what a dime <laughs> so there were like two parts to the um performance or the competition like one was like a stroll section and one was the i guess sensual sexy section i don't i don't think it was supposed to necessarily be sexy like it wasn't mandatory but everybody did it so um yeah and believe it or not the stroll section was not the awkward part no that's just kidding it's believable that the awkward part was the sensual dance yes <laughs> so there's this part where we like grabbed guys in the chair <laughs> and that in itself alone is major like dana 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 oh, like my brain would go crazy just because that's interacting with another person especially a girl so we choreographed this part in the dance where the guy is sitting in the chair and we like walk in front of them, right? <laughs> so it's the day of the performance and we're getting there, you know, we're getting the chairs on, everybody hyping the audience, you know, yeah, yeah, yeah. And for some reason, when I walked in front of the guy, my foot like awkwardly brushed against his and like crawled over and then I tripped. It was like my foot was like, oh, I bought an eye social. Let me posture real quick and then went in its position. And the amazing thing was I did not remember. Like, I don't recall tripping over this young man's foot. I do not recall. But now when I look back at the video, which I, I probably need to find a clip <laughs> and put that on the YouTube or even like just on my Instagram. I see my foot look like it doing healing though. Just my left foot. Just trying to do like <laughs> trying to get his way over to the position and it's just the perfect like symbol of what i go through <laughs> as an awkward individual like <sighs> can't 
you know, you sexy dread, just feeling, feeling. But that's okay. And that was Dana's awkward story of the day. So yeah, <laughs> I hope you enjoyed that little segment of Dana's awkward story of the day. I have so many more awkward stories to share and it is unbelievably I don't want to say unbelievably sad but there's so many some awkward stories anyway let's get back to what we were talking about my overthinking that leads to my social anxiety that leads to the awkward young black girl that sits before you today it's intense (laughs) it's intense so I'm not entirely sure where it began, but I've always been overthinker. Always been an overthinker. And I've always been overly self aware of what's going on. What's going on with me? My hair strand, like like even now I can like feel a hair strand moving or I'm like, Ooh, did not move my finger through their hair out like <laughs> so many thoughts are rushing through my brain. It's crazy. I like to think of my brain as a um as a what is it a scrapbook slash encyclopedia so i like think of something and then that thought goes all the way back to a thought from last year and then that thought from last year is like oh let me turn the page and find a picture and then boom there's the picture with the description and whatever it's crazy yeah my brain is intense in there very busy in there always thinking all the time and that's probably why i'm so quiet people always ask me why I'm so quiet in there or whatever. There's a lot going on. I have to stay calm and be a quote-unquote chill person, as they say, because <laughs> maybe my brain go ham sometimes. But yeah, that overthinking and that crazy, busy body in my brain tends to lead to a lot, a lot of procrastination. I don't even know where to start with that. Like, <laughs> it has affected me so much. I would say, like, maybe a grade eight and up. It, procrastination has been a huge part of my life. We are great frenemies. Um, sometimes it's good, and you know, I see a lot of memes that are like, "I work best when I'm under pressure and blah blah blah." blah. I don't mean to put myself under pressure. I really don't. That's not the purpose. That's never the purpose. But <laughs> the thoughts been overthinking. I'm like, I don't know where to start. I don't know where to do. I don't know where to go. Oh my goodness, what's gonna happen? What happens if I don't do it? What happens if I start with this? That whatever. Mm. I just don't start, and then I procrastinate. That is, and that's the episode. I'm just kidding. So yeah, <laughs> and that procrastination has affected me in so many ways. Like, I have finished one book, cover to cover in my lifetime and i'm a 22 year old college graduate i have i'm not proud to say that but even reading books has been an issue for me because it's unpredictable another thing is movies like i can sit through a movie and finish a movie but there are some movies where i'm like i need to know what happens or i won't finish the movie dana that doesn't make sense you're right it ain't make no kind of sense but I sit my behind there and I look on Wikipedia to have some type of clarity. Like, okay, 
<laughs> now I can watch it even though I just ruined the ending for myself. <laughs> it's an issue, man. It really is. And I know there are other overthinkers out there that feel me on that. But back to this procrastination takes me forever to do things. Takes me forever to get things done. Clean my room. Cook. Oh my gosh, it takes me such a long time. I mean, the food tastes good. It tastes good. But it takes me entirely too long. Too long. But the most recent example of me taking forever to do things is this podcast. I posted in November <laughs> of 2019. Podcast coming soon. Oh my gosh, stay tuned. It's going to be so fun. Yes. It's March <laughs> of 2020. About to be April, slick on Lou. And you know what? We are here. But yeah, it took a minute. Even before that, I had the logo from my friend Shani. I had the logo from my seat like June. <laughs> and I didn't say nothing until November. <laughs> so much going on in my head. That whole like perfection is the enemy of progress i am the living proof it took too long for this to happen but we are here and that's okay and another thing about my overthinking which leads to my social anxiety is the fear of the unknown like i said the unpredictable um miss unpredictableness i feel like that's not a word i was wondering the movies being unpredictable for me is my fear of not knowing what's going to happen next. I like to be prepared. Um, 98% of the time, I am early or on time for events or whatever. When I had my job interview and I didn't know where the building was, I went two days before the job interview to just to drive there. Like, okay, I know where it is. Or even classes like my first day no like classes start on monday when i was a college student classes start on monday like for the semester that sunday or saturday mostly spring because fall we're there for band camp so i'm used to the campus but spring i would literally walk to all of my classes like twice (laughs) just because i need to know i need to know so that underlying fear of what happens next leads to my anxiety in social settings Because you don't know these people all the time. You don't know the area. You don't know what's going to happen. And baby, then it gets anxious. We get scared. (laughs) Be Simone Dell. We get scared, baby boy. We are terrified of this room full of people. Man. And also, I'm very introverted, like I said. I'm not shy. For people who call me shy, I'm not shy. I'm introverted. I do not get my energy from people being around people drains me the life the life out of me battery on low <laughs> social battery needs to be recharged when i'm by myself that's how it works i need to be home play with my hair play some indie rock <laughs> my favorite sleep i can't do the whole people people thing i am not a people person and you know it's okay in like classroom settings or even performance anxiety i didn't really struggle with that a lot um 
when it came to like music or whatever but in classroom settings yeah presentation give me any presentation i will kill it i am great at that speaking in front of people never really a fear of mine if there was a script if there was a plan like i used to do um many leadership workshops with my organization piece of cake talking to other organizations piece of cake like yeah i'm the president of blah blah blah, blah. or i'm a student at boo like no biggie no biggie at all but when there ain't no script i gotta just go off solely off my personality oh my gosh <laughs> not for me i flip all the way out and it's definitely improved i think being in a position where i was the president of csa my end of junior year and senior year pushed me a lot to be more social and um be calmer in social settings but there was one point in time like it was so bad like going to walmart trying to get a shopping cart that was scary for me because i was like oh my gosh (laughs) i can laugh about it now but i could literally see like i'll pull it wrong and i'll hit somebody or pull the wrong cart or the rules overthinking or overthinking and the fear and i always would like slowly reach towards the shopping cart and then somebody else would get in my purse because <laughs> i couldn't do it or even the summer of 2018 was that after yeah that was like my first semester as president yes and then i was kind of in a leadership position at my former job and i was at a pool party and that was I think that was the last time I completely shut down in a social setting. I was just sitting in the pool. <laughs> like I can laugh about it now, but in the moment, oh my gosh, terrible. I was just sitting in the pool, swimming my legs and I wanna shower. And my heart was just beating so fast because there were so many people I did not know. And I was like, I'm in control. I don't know what to say, I don't know what to do. Oh my gosh. And I know on the outside my face was like, Don't talk to me, don't talk to me because that's my natural face. I ain't gonna lie to y'all. I got a raspin' B face. I do. I do. But I'm not. I'm, I promise I'm a nice person. <laughs> but, man, in that moment in the pool, even thinking about it now, I was so sad and just lost and conflicted on what I was supposed to do. Do I try to reach out, you know, and try to talk to different people and walk around, or do I just sit in the pool, you know, Dana behind it, Dana behind sit in the pool and just, you know, <laughs> and then my friend who brought me there saw me. She was like, "You want to go home?" I was like, "Yes, please take me home." <laughs> Thank you, Whitney, for taking me home. But yeah, that was crazy. And like I said, being in a leadership position and reaching out to other organizations more and being more comfortable in social settings has made me better with my social anxiety. I have improved. Um, I also do like different things. There's one technique I got from a counselor. Sorry if you just heard me hit my nail against my breath. Um, but I got this technique from a counselor. It's called box breathing. Where you breathe in for four, hold for four, and release for four. That helps a lot with my mini anxious episodes. Or I haven't had a panic attack in a really long time, but. Um, in the midst of panic attacks, I would have that as well. 
and then another thing I think that helped me more so in the social events was my friends like going out with them more specifically and getting more comfortable outside of my bedroom (laughs) and kind of people watching with them and just chilling with them and also trusted people around me like they know me they know that my social blocking and we ain't got time we ain't got that much time for me to be social so they know like checking on me are you okay do you need to go are you good you know that has helped me as well and you know the more i went out the more time was put on my social block (laughs) my social battery was longer in life that was so cheesy but anyway and another thing i do is walking around when i get to a new place um i don't know if anybody else is like this but i'm very quick to be like um can i use a restroom in my room and when you just get familiar it kind of be a little being nosy i think that stems for being nosy mm, a behavior can't hide it but <laughs> walking around getting familiar with the place like i said i used i love being early to places so i know what it's like so when i come into a new place i walk around like get familiar and i get more comfortable and then i feel a little more safer in that environment man and that's a lot going on in my head at once. Everything that I talked about constantly goes through my head, especially when I go out. Ooh, but guess what? We drive by ourselves now. <laughs> we get Walmart. We go to Walmart by ourselves now. Boom. You eat out by yourself. Um, Summer 19 was real cute. I went out. Mm-hmm. I did that. I went out. I ain't doing that much time because I wasn't a lot, but <laughs> I went out, socialized a little bit, and yeah, I've definitely gotten a stronger hold on my social anxiety. It still pops up every now and again, like, hey, hey, love, just to remind you, this is weird. <laughs> we don't like this, but I can truly say i'm a little more social and more comfortable around people than i was before ever ever cheers to being 22 but yes that social anxiety all those thoughts in my head as you can imagine awkward (laughs) that is me that is me the awkward black girl i mean Issa coined it first but after reading the book especially and watching her og series awkward black girl um on youtube oh i smacked i'm sorry on youtube i was like this is me i relate i relate so much and something else i related to that she pointed out was that black women aren't really well black people in general we're not really allowed to be awkward um (laughs) like in her book she spoke about that a lot like you're already black you already kind of have that against you which sounds very negative when i put it like that but if you read the book you understand what i mean but in a society that has painted uh black women so specifically like i'm supposed to be sassy i'm supposed to be loud but not too loud there are just so many expectations on me as a black woman and not just in america too because in the bahamas <laughs> being awkward is also weird but with all the expectations placed on me as a young black woman or black woman in general being awkward is not one of them so when that does come in especially the social anxiety part of myself 
and I'm not talkative or I'm not I don't reach out as much or I'm not the um quote unquote funny black girl in the group I am misplaced I am rude I am conceited sometimes because I'm like oh she doing good she ain't want to talk to nobody and it's an interesting place to be and I'm only 22 years old and I'm still learning and I've lived in America how long now Ooh, math plus 20 subtract 13 well seven years there it is <laughs> um this July will make seven years and I'm still learning to adjust and truly be myself being awkward is my thing like not like my dish like oh yeah I'm the awkward girl but that is a part of me um my social anxiety that I am conquering that is a part of me being an introvert that is me and I have accepted that and it is what it is what it is I have accepted that and for other people who are out there who are awkward and have social anxiety I understand that I feel you and it gets better it does get better you do have to put effort into yourself a little bit and you know don't be afraid to say I need to leave or I don't know if I'd be comfortable in that situation and don't be afraid to go out either let's test the waters especially when you are in control of the situation you could be like okay I've been there too long time to dip love y'all bye take care of yourself Love on yourself. You know what I'm saying? Yes. Thank you for agreeing. Whoever disagreed with me. But yeah. I think I want to end it there. Um, And I'm not trying to end every episode with a quote. Because that's a lot on my brain. But um, my one of my favorite professors, Professor Kennedy, um, from the School of Music. I think he's at Western Kentucky University now. But he always used to um, end his classes with, it's a great day to be you. And (laughs) people kind of joked about it. But people are like, yes, you know, it's a great day. But it is a great day to be me. Like, who else would I be? Who else would I be? And who else would be me? Not a soul. I can tell you that. Not a soul can be me. (laughs) As you just heard. But yeah, just remember that it's a great day to be you. Yeah, so that is our episode for today. Thank you so much for listening. Um, if this is your first time listening, welcome. If you haven't followed me yet on Instagram, you can do that. My username is at underscore bush t. We are also available on Spotify and SoundCloud. I'm assuming you're listening to one of those two, so you know that. And yeah, thank you so much for listening. I will catch you on the next episode.